0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. It's time to grab your cup of coffee or tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above us for the weekend. Happy Friday to everybody, or fri happy Equinox Day to everybody. Whether you're in the Northern Hemisphere or the Southern Hemisphere, this is an Equinox Day. Autumn for those of us in the north and spring for those of you down in the south. Either way you look at it, it is a great time to to restore or even implement balance and harmony in your life. And we're going to talk a little bit today, a lot more actually, about the human design aspects of the equinox time. Because in, in human design, we really get to see the uniqueness of this particular time of the year. Um, And actually, we see more of the importance of the solstices and the equinox, how in the way that it impacts us uh, with love energy. So we're going to talk a lot about that today. And then the um, other energies around human design, we're going to talk about as well as the moon and her movement out of Sagittarius today and into Capricorn. For the weekend, except for the very tail end of the weekend. It's a work weekend, is how I would put that for everybody out there. Great time to finish up projects and get things moving in a new direction. So uh good morning to those of you who are joining me early out there. Debbie Tibbetts Tumiel Meal. Hello to you, and thank you for asking about Terry. And he is doing great. He had his first physical therapy appointment yesterday. Uh, The doctor, I think, was even a little amazed at how good he is doing, and I appreciate that you guys ask about him. Good morning to you, J-Lo, the first one here to say, happy Equinox Astrology Day. I love all those little um, emojis that you have, and I'm not sure, I can't get those to really work very well on my laptop. I usually do these broadcasts from my laptop rather than my phone. Uh, Good morning to you, Joan Durchie. It's great to have you with us. Happy Friday to you as well. So today, as I said, we're going to break down um, the aspects of the equinox that are represented in human design. And that's because human design, I think, does a better job of as as a descriptor of what we are actually uh, experiencing at this period of time. And and partly that's because human design is really about the energetics of who we are as humans. And so I have access then to words for describing what is happening. Now, I can do that in astrology as well, right? We know that Libra is where the sun goes when it is an equinox uh, or the autumn equinox for the Northern Hemisphere. Zero Libra takes us into the Libran experience of relationships and contracts and agreements and sometimes enemies and the ones that we know that are not our friends, Um, It brings up a time for us to balance and harmonize and to sort of restore some form of equality in our lives uh, where things have been out of balance. It's time to bring things into balance, etc. But there's so much more to it than that when we look at it through human design lenses. Now, some of you may already be noticing that I have put a link this morning in the chat And that link is to something new that we are doing. I think it will eventually evolve into a membership thing. But every Thursday, we are going to be doing a class webinar meeting, if you will, uh, on astrology, human design, soul work, or gene keys. We'll be getting um, through all of these. I think this can keep me busy for all the rest of the year plus next year. for all the things that I know that I could talk about. Um, And so what we're going to be doing first is on this coming Thursday, the 28th, we are going to be doing a class called Astrology for Newbies or review for those of you who know already a little bit about astrology. It is a $25 course or a $25 webinar class that I think will eventually evolve into a $25 per month membership because I don't want to keep charging $25 for each of these classes that I do. It can get pretty pricey then, $100 a month for each of you if you were going to do four webinars in a month. Um, So the thing that I was thinking about and this was actually something that was born out of yesterday's um, Astro Design Meetup that uh, some of you out there have gone to or if you've gone in the past, you know, we get together and we talk about our charts or I talk, I help you through the questions you have on your charts and the possibility of, you know, doing a weekly kind of webinar for people to understand their charts more deeply and starting with the basics of astrology seemed like a good idea, right? What is it that you're looking at when you see a chart like this, right? What, what are these things? Like, what's the circle mean? What are these symbols? What are the symbols that are inside the circle? What are all these lines? What are these pie-shaped pieces? Um, what is this information down here? And what does this mean? Like, I get these questions all the time. And I take it for granted because I already know what's on the chart. I already know all of these things. Um, but it's, you know, something that most of you are not as familiar with. So we're going to start, we're going to roll back all the way to the basics and the beginning of what this chart is about. And if you already know this, no big deal, right? This might be good review for you. If you're new and you're new to my show or you're new to astrology, which a lot of people are, there's people flocking to astrology, then this will be a good way for you to sort of get oriented to What the basics are in a chart, and then we'll begin to break them down. What is the What are the houses, and what does each house mean? What does it mean to have a a trine aspect, a square aspect? Now we're not going to do that all in one webinar, of course. There's just no way, right? I'd be I could be 24 seven, and still not get all this information to you um, in a coherent way. Anyway, uh, very quickly. So we're going to do these on a weekly basis thursdays at noon pacific time that would be three o'clock for those of you on the east coast if you are in europe i believe that's 7 p.m maybe 8 p.m i'm not sure time wise we're going to be changing time again here sometime soon um and the first one will be the 25 as i figure out how to do the subscription and then the subscription will be 25 dollars per month And that will include all four weeks, the Astro Design Meetup one week and the three um, uh, webinars that are going to be placed each week or yeah, each Thursday. If you guys have any questions, ask me. And uh, by the way, if you can't uh, go to these things in person, don't worry about it, because if you register, which that link I put up here this morning, I'm just going to put that link here again. there we go, will register you and all registered people get the link to the broadcast, okay, or to the recording. And the recording, of course, will be video and or just audio, depends on what you want to download. Um, and if I do a um, a PowerPoint presentation, that will be in the video, but I also always like to send the PowerPoint presentation separately. So you have the slides that we use during that. All right, (laughs) Londa, good morning, Astrology 101. Essentially, that is what we're talking about, going back to the basics to make sure that when I say something in the morning, like today, the moon is in uh, Sagittarius, switching over to Capricorn, you know what I mean, right? At this point, you think you know what I mean, but what does that mean really from a mechanical standpoint? And then once I think I get you far enough along in astrology to understand, then I'm going to start on the basics again from human design. Then we'll go, you know, take some steps there and then we'll go through the basics of the gene keys. And then, of course, you know, I can't help it. I weave them together. Right. I weave them together and you'll be able to get that knowledge under your belt so then when we are talking in the morning you'll have a better understanding what am what is she talking about (laughs) what does she mean by that so i'm really excited i've been wanting to do this for the longest time but it's always hard to figure out like how do i want to present it not how do i want to present the information but how do i want to charge for something like this or how do I want to get this uh, ball rolling? So you guys are the first to hear about it. Now, if you are someone who is listening to this later in the day or listening to this through um, a recording later, the links will be in The YouTube description. So, under the video, if you drop down the little description, you'll see all the links. If you're watching this on Facebook this morning, those links will be in the description of the video through Facebook. Okay. And then, of course, I will also be emailing out this weekend the invitation for all of you to join me in that. All of you who listen and maybe some of you who don't. All right. If you have any questions about that, (laughs) <laughs> go ahead and put the questions in the bottom. Londa says, how long have I known you? And I still feel lost. It's as broad as the universe. Yes, it is. But we're going to try to decode it all for you, make you all in the know of how astrology works. All right. And the, the good thing about doing these live, and this is going to be live. I, I'm going to be on live doing these classes or these courses is that you can ask questions, right? If it's just a course that I package up and throw there out at you, it's harder to get me to answer your questions, right? So again, the courses or the weekly webinars will be one hour long with 30 extra minutes of questions and answers. And so 90 minutes total, but you'll get the whole recording of the 90 minutes so that maybe somebody will have asked your question and you can hear the answer to that. All right, let's move on. We're going to move on to the human design aspects of the equinox. So the equinox in human design is a time of balance and harmony. It's the same in astrology. It would be the same in the gene keys, right? We we think of this time of the year uh, of an equinox when everything comes into balance, right? There's 12 hours of daylight, 12 hours of of uh, nighttime. We see that kind of in life imitating art kind of thing. We have these two things that remind us that everything needs to be in balance. And it's a moment then to reflect upon your own human design and how you yourself align with the energy of the natural cycles of the universe, right? This is a natural cycle, however old you are, you've spent that many years in a equinox period of time, right? So I'm 62, I've had 62 opportunities to move through the the autumnal equinox because I live in the Northern Hemisphere. And that gives everyone this idea then that this natural cycle of time has meaning holds meaning for us as as humans right we get an opportunity to realign ourselves to harmonize to bring balance to our lives and especially when it beca- it starts to become at least here in the northern hemisphere a time where things begin to quiet down right we've just come out of the crazy freedom of the summer right warm temperatures the ability to have more free time people often take vacations during summer so we're not as Uh, in routines or in uh, habitual behaviors during the summer, the autumn always brings us the opportunity or the springtime, if you're in uh, under the equator, um, brings us that opportunity then to bring things back into some kind of balance and harmony. Now, in human design, it reveals your personal blueprint, right? The blueprint of the energetic you and also your gifts and your challenges, and your purpose, your potential, and how you are here to express yourself. And human design shows us the gates that turn with the equinoxes and the solstices are always based in love energy. It's the most extraordinary thing when you think about it. So understanding your design and understanding then how the gates of the equinox of impact you is almost priceless, right? We get this great opportunity to see ourselves in a different light. We get the opportunity to harmonize ourselves with ourselves or harmonize ourselves with our friends, our family, uh, our our co-workers, or the, the community that we are a part of. So, the equinox is a time of celebration. We're celebrating at this point in any equinox, we're celebrating the balance and the harmony. And also the diversity of the experiences that we've had and honoring the beauty of our own individual path, but also our collective path. We're not alone in this uh, world, right? So we we get an opportunity to uh, sort of honor all of the experiences that we've had ourselves but also with the others in our lives now when we get to the equinox the autumn equinox spring equinox if you are in uh under the equator the sun comes to the gate 46 i think when i'm yeah let me show my screen um hold on i'm not sure i actually opened it up uh, body graph chart oh wait a minute that ain't gonna work yes it will Chart presentation, and in just one second here, I will share my chart. Um, Okay, maybe I'm not. Uh, Chart presentation. Whoa, this is just not working right today. Okay, so we're not going to do that. Um, Instead, I will open up, it's just going round and round. Okay, so I'm going to open up a graphic instead. One minute. I apologize for the. Goofy goof. Okay, now I will share. Present, share screen. Uh, window, here we go. All right. Hopefully, all of you get to see this lovely drawing. Uh, I am going to see if I can make this bigger. Do, there we go. Okay, so now what you are looking at is the human design chart of the equinox. So there's the whole equinox is represented here, every planet and its placement at the equinox. But let's focus right here in the middle, in the identity center where we have the uh, equinox sun and we have the equinox earth, right? Kind of ignore everything else at the moment. Now the equinox sun is at gate 46 on the identity center. So here's where we say is the seed of the soul. So this is really a function of the soul reorienting itself even, or reorienting the physical you. Because this is a, a time to celebrate the beauty and the joy of being in the physical, right? The physical realm, in your body. In quantum human design, the gate 46 right here is now called embodiment. In traditional human design, it was called the gate of the love of the body or the love of the physical. So it always connects us up to the physical realm, but as well, the the biggest vehicle of yours that moves through the physical realm is your body. So the 46 is really about the love of the physical and it connects, eventually connects the identity center to the sacral center, the center of doing, the center of being, and um the 46 can also then create the connection that we have to the movement of our physical body through this place called earth right um and it is allowing us to express who we are through the love of the body right the things that we want to do our passions are expressed not through just our minds right or just through even communication talking to people It is expressed through our actions, right? Because we live on a physical planet. And the Equinox invites us here to embrace our uniqueness, right? Our personal uniqueness, our authenticity, our eccentric self, if you want to, and is an open invitation for us to share our gifts with the world in the physical world, right? Even if you're speaking it, or if you're doing something, you or uh, creating art or creating something, this is still a physical expression of how you share you with everyone on the planet, okay? And it also reminds us to take care of this sacred temple, if you will, that we call our bodies, right? It is up to you to take care of you, right? To make sure you have enough water enough food enough space enough fresh air enough connection to nature and on and on and on right so this is why it is called the love of the physical now it's interesting don't you think that every season begins with the energy of love in some respect right love the basis of the universe which we don't always see we we kind of connect with it in some nebulous way but here in human design astrology we see that it is physical it is the physical expression of love energy now it's not only the sun in the equinox it's also the earth and here's the earth she is also sitting in the identity center the seat of the soul at gate 25 and this is a significant gate in your human design it's the love of spirit right? This is where your higher self resides, your divine self resides, right? It's there. And we have the connection at the equinox between the physical body and the divine body, right? So we bring them together in a way to be the embodiment of the divine. It's so eloquent, don't you think, right? The embodiment of the divine. So your body, your physical being is holding space with the spirit, if you will, right? So it's an invitation at this particular time for us to really embody universal love, to embody unity. Um, it, it is the highest form of love that we want to harmonize ourselves with, that we want to remember only love prevails, that everything is based in love, right? And love transcends our personal attachments and the conditions that we find ourselves in in our lives, in our relationships, in our work, in the way that we serve the universe. It all brings us back to love. Now, gate 25 is also known as the gate of spirit. So sometimes you'll hear it just called the gate of spirit or gate of the love of spirit. Um, And it is connected at this moment in time it's making the connection to the heart center. So through the gate 51, which is where the planet, planetoid Chiron is. So if you look at this in terms of the equinox, we have a high opportunity to move through uh, some of the pain or the wounds that we have had uh, from the shocks in our lives, from the craziness that has been life right? Lately, in the last few years, there's been so many ragdoll moments, I call them, right? Where we're being shoved from side to side. And where is that new balance? So the gate 51 is sort of an instigator to the 25 so that we will move to the higher self, that we will begin to see things from that higher perspective, right? And this gate also activates the energy of self-love, right? That's where it really begins. We have to love ourselves to accept ourselves and to understand what we're he- how we're here to express ourselves before we can really be love for others, if that makes sense. Now, I also want to point out, which is not here in this um, graphic, and I can't make it happen, so you'll just have to imagine, that th- today the moon is also at the gate 10, which is another love gate that we typically see instigated at the solstices. But this gate is called the love of self or self-love, self-love, self-acceptance, whatever you, right? That takes on a physical dimension, right? Connects us to survival energies here in the spleen center. So today the moon will be triggering the 10. And that will connect with, I forgot what's at the 57 today, but, or is at the 57. Who is at the 57 right now? Hmm, hold on. Hold, please. Uh, 50, oh, it is Mars. That is at the gate 57 right now, triggering our intuition, our inner knowing, clarity from our gut instinct, or clarity from our inner self. So the moon today will be connecting that with the energy of self-love. So it's really, it's such a great time for us to enact this energy of self love but to really get to who you really truly are, your true essence, if you will, and to really live by sharing your unique gifts with the world, whatever that is. And it doesn't mean that you're sharing it with the big wide world. It doesn't mean that you have to be an Oprah and be on the stage and everybody wants to hear what you have to say. It could be you in your individual family being the voice of reason, being the voice of love, being the presence of love, being the presence of the divine. And that could be you being the presence for your community or your tribe, right? The greater, um, bigger, wider world. Uh, Maybe uh, the more universal energies. It all depends on who you are and who you want to share yourself with, right? It is so dependent on you, right? And your personal self. Now, just a quick moment here, and I'll go through some of the other placements we have. Saturn sitting at the gate 55. This is a gate that is about being enough, having enough. It's called the spirit of abundance. It is energy that shows us that it is about aligning with love, energy, or aligning with abundance, not working for it. That is our truth right? This is when you see the gate of abundance sitting on an energy center of emotion, as opposed to the energy center of work, you know that abundance is a birthright. It isn't something you have to do or work at, right? You just attract it. We also have Jupiter at the gate two. We actually talked about this a week or two ago. Uh, We really dove into the gate two where Jupiter is. It's a gate called allowing, it is also on the soul center so we see that our soul alignment with jupiter even in the equinox uh, is this principle of opening up to receive right not blocking it you can't you can't block abundance and expect to be abundant right so The spirit of abundance is linked at this moment with this openness to receive, allowing yourself to receive. And it's not just about money. It could be opportunities. It could be relationships. It could be anything that you are looking at or desiring to create in your life, the more that you want. Right. There's a little quirk about this gate 55 that's so interesting too, because it is often an activated gate for hoarding or for uh, overeating or overindulging because it is about enoughness and we can be triggered by feeling like we aren't enough, we don't have enough, um, there aren't enough opportunities, things like that. So between these two gates right now, just open our arms to receive. We also have gate 36 activated by Neptune. It is a gate of restlessness. It is a gate that sometimes can get a lot of experiences of crises going on in our lives. And right now, this is a universal gate, meaning everybody has this gate defined by the planet Neptune. And so all of us are kind of being uh, ex- we are experiencing, let's say, crises of various kinds in our lives. And this has been ongoing. Neptune has been in this gate for a very long time. And I don't believe he leaves this gate this year. Let me check really quickly. Nope, Neptune is here all the way through December. I don't have my 2024 yet, but I would bet he is there until uh, well into the new year, especially because he's retrograde at this point in time uh let's see what else is going on the gate 58 the gate of joy let's see who was at 58 that was going to be i think venus today's the 23rd second i mean um that might have been nope that was probably something else i was working on uh the gate 64 up here on the head center is where Mercury is. And this may this gate, sometimes in, in traditional human design, we call it the gate of confusion, because this center, the head center, is, is like a, a radio dish. It's picking up broadcasts in terms of ideas and inspiration from above as well as from within. But often the first way that that energy is greeted within us is with confusion, like we get this great idea. It's It happened to me this morning, right? The great idea about doing this, cor- this uh, webinar work, but then how do I get that packaged up in a way that people aren't having to pay $25 per week for this? And then boom, epiphany, right? About creating it as a membership. You pay one fee, you get access to all the webinars for the month. So interesting, right? aha moments come following the confusion. And that's what the gate 64 does with us. And because it's Mercury here, it goes right to the mind and right to our communication, right? So ideas and inspiration coming through, being uh, put outward into the world. The 23 is where we have, who's at 23? Oh yeah, it's Uranus at gate 23. Gate 23 on the throat center is a gate that helps us assimilate information. It helps us break it into simplistic terms, right? It's a gate that helps us bring it in. And it's, you know, in your chart, if you have it uh, with the gate 43, there are often times where you have this brilliance that comes and the need to wait in order to be able to get it vocalized because you have to wait for clarity. Because this gate, it breaks it down into the simplistic words, but the 43 gets that information in sort of this, oh, idea, right? But then how do I translate that brilliant idea into words so that you understand what I'm talking about? It can be a very frustrating energy, and it's always good to remember that the throat center speaks when it is acknowledged or when it is recognized that means invited invited to speak invited to share then we have a way to bring it into more simplistic terms right or to put words to the idea Uh, let's see what else on here 32 and 42 this is 42 is where the north node is remember it's the celebration for completion So going back into your life, looking back over the things that have yet to be completed and finishing them up. And we have a gate here that sits on the spleen, the spleen center being a center of of survival energy or thriving energy. Sometimes it's called the center whose energy is about or theme is success. Funny thing, this gate is sometimes called the gate of, of endurance. But what are we enduring toward? Success right? But the fear when we are not aligned with enduring to success is that we will fail. So it can become a fear gate. And lastly, Pluto sitting here still all year long at the gate 60, a gate called limitation. I also think of it as a gate where we focus our energy in, in order to bring innovation and inventiveness out into the world. Like, instead of being broad and thinking in bigger, broader terms, we want to be more focused, more localized, more limited, and more about building from one step to the other rather than dumping the whole idea out there uh, at one time. All right, that's probably more than what you (laughs) thought you were going to get this morning as a description of what is happening. Uh, But It gives a better idea for all of us on what we can expect as we go through into this Equinox window. Uh, Good morning, Michelle. She says, bring on the healing of the craziness and more self-love and abundance of love. I love that. That's perfect. All Bay Limousine. Good morning, everyone, and happy weekend. Is that you, Kamal? Uh, I love it. Sounds like you have a new business, perhaps. And Asa says, yes, I have the 43 hanging. So now with um, Uranus sitting at the 23, you've got the whole channel together, right? So in some way now, what you want to do is put your brilliance to work for you, right? Put your brilliance to work. Good morning, Catherine. It is good to see you out there with us this morning. And Julie, good to have you with us. Pam Zaruba, good morning. Uh, If there's anybody else I missed out there that joined. Christine, I'm not sure if I said hello to you, but Hello. Uh, thank you for joining us this morning. All right. Does anybody have any questions about the equinox or what all of this means for you in your life? And let me let me just say, some of you are going to have the 46 and the 25, because those are the two gates I was really wanting to to talk about. Some of you have that gate, those two gates open in your human design, which means that they become activated during the equinox period of time and actually activated from yesterday to the 21st, all the way through the 26th, right? It's not just one day, but it is the gate of the equinox that activates it, right? We're moving through, if you will, a portal, a gateway, um, a time period, a time shift, right? We're moving through. We are alchemizing this energy of love in a new way in a very physical embodiment and spiritual embodiment of it. And if that's not something that you normally have, you are experiencing that through other people usually. But now you're going to be experiencing it in your own chart. If you are someone who has those two gates defined, as I do, right, it's part of my incarnation cross, then it just amps that energy up, right? It doesn't Change it fundamentally. It just maybe brings it more into focus. Maybe that's why I'm able to talk so much about that particular combination because it's there in my own chart. And some of you are going to have the gates that are at the opposite end of the 46 and the 25, and that would be the 29 or the 51. And the fact that the sun and earth are going to sit at 46 and 25 completes a channel. Uh, from the sacral to the, I mean, from the uh, identity center to the sacral, and from the identity center to the heart center. So you have now access to two motors that you might not have had access to before. You may feel very energetic during the week that this is happening. Now, I also want to put forth that these this gate, this time of really connecting more with love of the physical, being in the physical world and the love of the spiritual world or the divine and the you being the embodiment, the crossroads of the two, right? The cross in um, Christianity and in other great religions has been really about the fact that we are the crossroads of the two, right? That you are the embodiment in the physical world of the divine right that's really what the cross is all about and at this time then you know we're learning about how to be that more um appropriately for us as individuals right to be that all right uh asa says she has the two gates defined to the 46 and the 25 right so now this is just amping this up a little bit for you and uh, having the personality, JLo says, having personality moon at 46.4, design MC at 46.6, and the design IC at 25.6. I had messages coming in since 8 a.m. Interesting, right? Um, there's something else uh, that I wanted to say about all of this, and that is these... Um, These are energies that we all have, right? Even if you normally don't have it defined, you're not missing it, right? Just because it might be white on your human design chart doesn't mean you don't have access to it. You do, you're just experiencing it differently through other people, primarily, or through planets that transit. So, people that like our Terry Strauss, who joins us in the morning sometimes, she's a reflector, she has the opportunity then with these gates becoming defined to connect up other parts of herself and that happens for all of us all the time because not every channel and gate is filled in in a human design chart for anybody right even people who have all the centers defined and there are you know a certain percentage of the population of you out there who have all the centers in color which means that you have no open centers You still have openness, but it comes through channels or it comes through uh, gates. So it's, uh, it's important for you all to understand you're not missing anything, right? You just, you're not. It's just about how you experience it. And knowing yourself and how you experience yourself is huge in allowing you to stay authentic to you, even when you're with someone else and you're picking up somebody else's energies. Okay, that's why we do this work. Asa has a question, does it matter what planet is sitting there at the gate for you to matter the energy you will feel or express? Yes, it does, because every planet has a sort of different focus and will in some way um, change the way that the energy dynamic is playing out. So, for example, the sun at a gate is going to be different than, say, uh, Pluto at a gate. First of all, Pluto at a gate is going to last for a lot longer than the sun is going to last. The sun is sort of shining a giant spotlight, if you will, on the energy of this in your life as it relates to your personality and how you express it, where Pluto is really going to express the transformational theme of the gate. So if we take gate 46 as the example, the sun sitting there, the love of the physical being or body. Oh, I got to write down a word because I need to tell you about this. Okay. The love of the physical body with the sun is a focus that will be shining bright at this point in time, right? Because it's transiting through this gate. If it were Pluto that came to roost here, there would be a transformational theme in your life around being in the physical right, that might mean there are health challenges, that could mean that you need to be grounded more frequently, that you're, you know, too much up here, not enough in the physical, and over your life, the transformation will take place, or over the time period, let's say, that Pluto will be sitting there. Now, I hope that answers your question, Asa, if you need more uh, explanation, let me know. I forgot to say that the gate 46 is also kind of a place of luck and fortune. And luck and fortune, because when we listen to the body and the body's wisdom, we find ourselves in the right place at the right time with the right opportunity with the right people. And literally, almost any gate on the identity center can bring that to us. But the 46 links us to the sacral. And so luck comes through your aligning with the physical realm, right? Listening to your body's wisdom and moving with the body into whatever uh, area that your body was wanting you to move, right? Wanting you to do, uh, wanting you to be, right? That's that's why there's luck and fortune in this gate. And there's another reason why this gate sometimes is uh, about luck, and that's because you if you're following your inter into intuition or your gut instinct or you're following your inner voice you are often put in the right place and or for a purpose of meeting your divine you know uh appointment or evading avoiding evading some kind of of drama or trauma so listening to the body's wisdom it was your first wisdom right? As a physical being, right? We sense, we have sayings, right? I feel it in my bones, right? That's a reference to being physically wise about something that is occurring or going to occur, or you being in the embodiment of that wisdom and getting out of the way, getting prepared, finding luck, finding the love of your life, winning the lottery, whatever, right? It comes in lots of different ways. So connection to luck when we are following the wisdom of the body. And as well, understanding that sometimes the wisdom of in the body is coming from our connection to spirit. So there's that as well. All right. So uh, I think that is all I wanted to talk about in terms of the equinox. Again, if you have questions, feel free to put those down there and I will take a look again. Now I want to take a look at the weekend's moon placement. So right now the moon is sitting at, uh, it was sitting at about 26, 27 degrees of, um, Sagittarius when I pulled up the chart this morning. And that means the moon is now conjunct the galactic center. You are aligned at this moment with the energy of greatness or of wisdom coming from the greater universe. And aligning yourself with this can just be as simple as saying I'm open to receiving uh, wisdom from the universe right? And the moon will sit in this position until she moves out of the sign of Sagittarius later this afternoon and into the sign of Capricorn. We have a short void of course moon today. It is from 12.32 p.m. West Coast time until 1.21 p.m. West Coast time when she moves from Sag to Capricorn. Um, And I wanted to review really quickly what is a void of course moon. And it is a period of time when the moon is not forming any major aspects with other planets before she moves into the next sign. And it's kind of like the moon takes a break, right? takes a break from all the noise from all the planets. And uh, she's free from the influence, if you will, of other planets or celestial bodies. And it's a timeout, if you will, right? Now, sometimes that timeout is longer. Sometimes it's very short. I've seen void-of-course moons that lasted maybe 10 minutes, 5 minutes. Um, This one is almost an hour long, a little less than an hour. I've seen void-of-course moons that lasted several hours. It just really depends on where all the other planets are. And during a void-of-course, we might, as individuals, feel sort of detached um, confused, like not sure of ourselves or of what steps to take, it can be a very unproductive time, at least pr- unproductive in the way that we normally think of as being able to use get up and go and do, because what's more facilitated during that time is meditation or reflection, uh, relaxation, uh, waiting, you know, just holding space until the moon changes her position. And the void, of course, moon happens every few days, right? The moon is fairly quick in her movement through the zodiac. So between two and a half, three days, and then we have a void before she moves into the next sign. All right. And oh, the void, can, I, the void can actually last for more than just a few hours, it can last a couple of days, depending on what sign where like if all the planets are gathered, you know, at a certain point in the chart um, and she moves into a new position, she may not actually hit anything new for a while. So for today, the moon continues her transit of Sagittarius until 421 East Coast time, 121 West Coast time. And this is also a time And we're kind of left with this energy for the whole of the day, where the moon comes into the square with the sun. It's the first crisis point of the moon's, the lunar cycle. So this means that one week ago, we were experiencing the new moon. And one week later, we get the first square. This particular crisis point is the crisis of action. We may all we might all be wondering what's the next step, right? I set this intention, I had this idea of something new back with the new moon. Now I have to take the next step. and what is that going to be? <gasps> I don't know. And we're left with that energy <laughs> through the void, which luckily the void is a shorter one. 40 minutes is not too long to sit with and wonder what's next right? But that is happening even now. That is the last aspect that the moon will make as she moves on into, before she moves on into Capricorn energy. So how do I handle this? Well, I would just sit and be open, right? Open, waiting, being okay with not knowing, right? Because eventually we always do know, right? Some kind of of idea or inspiration strikes and we get an aha moment. And we then know what to do where before we've not known what to do, right? So keep that in mind that today, at least during that void, isn't a time to take new action, but that you may feel that confusion, that struggle for a little period, uh, a little bit of time, just because there's also the crisis of action taking place in the moon's natural cycle with the sun so hopefully that makes sense to everybody but i also wanted to look at what gates in human design were uh, kind of set up for this period of time so right now the gate 11 is the gate that the sun or excuse me not the sun the moon is sitting at it is called the gate of ideas so imagine this right we're at a crisis point in the cycle of the moon and we're filled we're like idea dippers right we have like giant Things that could be possible for us, um, idea generation, right? Inspired with by ideas, but it's not time to take action on those ideas. So we're caught in a period of time where yes, we can start to put forward the idea. Then the moon goes void and stops us, and then moves forward again. And when she moves forward, she'll be in another gate of love, the gate ten the gate of self-love. So one of the most self-loving things that you can do for yourself today, especially today, is to hold space for your ideas, to go through the right timing, to align with them, to see how you can balance or harmonize this energy with the other things that you might be doing in your life. Ask the question, is this idea for me? or is this an idea for me to share with another person but don't take action on those ideas today later today yes perhaps or tomorrow even but not today right there's a little too much confusion too much waffling energy to really you know make this a good decision making day or at least early in the day make it later in the day love yourself enough to wait For clarity before you take action. Uh, Christine has a question. At what exact time does the moon go in and out of the void? Uh, Let's see, Christine, you're on the East Coast. So the void will be at 32 p.m. today for you and will end at 4:21 p.m. today. Okay. If you're on the West Coast, that is 12:32 p.m. She enters the void and exits it at 1:21 by moving into the sign of Capricorn, all right? It's always helpful to know. Now, I will bet you that if left to your own devices, you will feel it. You will feel the moon moving into the void because your inspiration, your idea, your energy, your you know excitement even can sort of come to a standstill. Now, the mind can overrun this and want to keep going and going and going right? Because that's what the mind does. Um, Because it's the mind is a place where we have a lot of um, conditioning, uh, you know, that can pop up, right? The conditioning to stay busy, right? Uh, We're in a very production-oriented world, uh, a a production-oriented society, and to stop taking action And to sit back and meditate or to um, just hold space doesn't come naturally to us. But I bet your body wants it, right? Your body may feel a little tired, like maybe I need a nap. Maybe I need to stretch my legs and go do some yoga poses or something. Mm -hmm. But don't keep trying to force action to happen because it will not be pretty, right? It won't work out the way you think. Um, It'll probably go nowhere. Sometimes we say the moon in the void is wandering. She's just sort of, you know, walking the track, thinking about ideas. (laughs) She's not necessarily ready to take action on those ideas, nor are you. (laughs) So wait, 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 wait. All right. So now let's take a look. We're doing this a little backwards today. So let's take a look at what the moon in Capricorn will be. Um, So. In Sagittarius, the moon has brought us motivation, optimism, some growth energy around seeing the bigger picture, perhaps being more um, optimistic or taking a broader view of ourselves in the context of the world, or a broader view of a problem, perhaps, that we've been struggling through uh, against the backdrop of the wider world. And it has been encouraging us to see that bigger picture, okay? Okay. Now, when she moves into Capricorn, then we get more serious about it, right? Capricorn is a sign that is ruled by the planet Saturn. And the two coming together then really talk about being more responsible, being more solid, um, using ambition in a more prescribed or uh, planned uh, way, uh, we become more cautious when the moon is moving through Capricorn. We become more practical and maybe even more disciplined about how we take action. So the benefit of holding space today is that what we could be considering is the next steps, the action plan. What will we do? Not what are we doing right now, but what what next things can I do? What would be the plan, right? So it's a good time to focus on your long-term goals or your career, your reputation, um, and whatever house Capricorn sits at in your own personal chart, the area of life, let's say it is in the second house, you would be maybe needing to have more focus or discipline in money or in how you uh, calculate your self worth against the backdrop of the, of others or the world. Um, if it was in the seventh house, it might be having to be more practical and disciplined in your relationships, primary your primary or uh, spousal relationships or your significant others. So depending on where Capricorn is, it can also take on some other energies besides just career, profession, ambition, reputation, and your long term goals. Now, the moon is all emotion, right? She's emotion. She's our inner self, our needs, our connection to memory, our connection to mother and nurturing and growth patterns. All There's a lot of things that the moon represents, but the primary issue with the moon is about moods and emotion. But when she's in Capricorn, she's in the opposite sign that she rules, which means it's difficult for her to express emotion here. You may feel more cold or more pessimistic over the weekend you may feel more detached from emotion and i don't think this is a bad thing i don't think it's a bad time to take a break from the emotional responses that we have or the reactions that we have and instead hold space for some detachment about it what you know look inside from the outside and uh be a little bit more um distant in detachment, right? Detachment means that doesn't mean that I don't care or that I don't want to think about it. It just means that I'm not going to judge what I'm feeling or what the emotional energy is. I'm not going to judge this feeling of lethargy or a feeling of being depressed or a feeling of not being able to do what I want to do. I'm going to stay detached from the feeling. I'm going to let it pass. Right, because it will pass. Um, we may also, on the other side, depress or suppress our emotional energy. Um, and we often do that by isolating ourselves from others. You don't need to become an isolationist to be de- detached from emotional energy. You just have to recognize when you have a tendency that you are taking in other people's emotions. And you could choose not to, you can choose to observe them or to um, notice them, but you don't have to take them on, right? This is a time to realize that you don't have to take yourself away from everybody in order to not feel emotion. You can choose that in the moment. Now, sometimes it is time to isolate. Maybe you're the one that is bubbling with all of this emotion, and you are impacting everybody else. So maybe it is a good time not to isolate forever, but just to move yourself to a quiet place, some solitude or away from it all so that you can get better perspective on what it is that you're feeling. All right. Does that make sense to everybody? Um, We can also be more prone to stress and anxiety at this time. Um, Those low feelings are a part of the creative energy of the universe, right? Right. So often, you know, we, we become kind of happiness freaks or uh, adrenaline junkies, right? We, we get addicted to the feel goods. And then when it's something like this, where we come through a period of time where it's not so feeling good, we think that there is something wrong with us. We then say, we claim I am depressed or I am sad, or I am, you fill in the blank of the lower energy words that you might be i'm anxious right i'm worried and when you put the i am in front of it you're taking it on as a state of being instead be more real here and say i feel worry i feel sad i feel depressed because that's where it really belongs in the feels it doesn't belong in the i ams okay so this means then this is temporary I am temporarily having this feeling of low energy, of tiredness, of depression, of anxiety, but this too shall pass because the moon will keep moving and your mood will change. Your mood may change by moving away from the people that you were with in that particular instance. It's a good time to go outside right, or get some walking in or some exercise in, get some creative energy flowing, right? In uh, human design, we often talk about this low wave of the energy as being the cradle or the incubator for creative ideas. And that energy always swings, right? The emotional energy swings low, swings high. In the high, we're expressing that creative energy with happiness, with excitement, with joy, And in the low, we come back into ourselves and it becomes very creative energy, right? Where we're in that melancholy, we're in the process of building something that will, when the energy of the emotion shifts, bring us back into the expression of it in the outer world. So we do this on a regular basis anyway. So the moon moving through Capricorn just brings that more into focus for us. So it's trying a time to try to balance your work life and your home life, to not neglect your emotional needs, but also to not splash your emotions in reactive ways onto others. All right. That is it for me today. Let's take a a moment to pull a card. Uh, Let's see what I want to do here. Where are you going, Binks? let's pull let's pull a dream weaver let's see if we can dream a dream for ourselves this deck is by colette Baron reed it is called the dream weavers oracle lovely lovely cards interesting pictures profound messages which i always think is ooh good one um here we have time to dance around the sun how appropriate is that look at this card it is gorgeous, gorgeous colors. The symbols in it are really awesome. The number of the card is 37, which is a 10, which is a one, new beginnings. And it says, time to dance around the sun. Well, isn't that exactly what's happening right now? A dance with the sun around the universe here? Uh, So 37. The essential meaning of the card, victory after hard work celebration of achievements, having the advantage to win. When it's time to dance around the sun, you can be sure of sweet victory in all your endeavors. Perhaps you're surprised at this sudden success. Mm, Don't be. You've worked hard to get here, learned many lessons and integrated their wisdom and finally chose the right actions. It's true, you didn't do everything, All. If it's true you didn't do everything, all the work to get here, the universe has been working on your behalf in the hidden realms for some time now to co-create your dreams and weave them into reality. How could you doubt this mystical, magical partnership with the divine? It's embodied right within you, right? 46 and 25, the mystical, magical partnership with the divine. Yes, sometimes things take longer than you hoped for, but you keep acting on faith Trusting the form of your dream will manifest in perfect ways and in perfect timing. Now is the time to celebrate your good fortune and share it with others. You are a beacon of hope for many to have the courage you have shown too. In so many ways, your success gives others hope. Isn't that a beautiful thing? All righty. That's the card. It is time to dance around the sun. All right. That is it for me today. Don't forget the link is in the chat for you to join the astrology basics webinar for next thursday the 28th at 12 noon if you are unable to attend live no worries still register for it as you'll receive the recording of it that's it for me guys have a great weekend i'll see you on monday bye do you wish you could better understand yourself and what is going on in the world Well, grab your cup of coffee or tea and join the podcast Living Astrology with Janet Hickox for Astrology, Human Design, and Gene Keys Wisdom, Mondays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Podcasts are available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and your other favorite outlets.